0: Actually, catching me at about two oh five a.m. in the morning because I can't sleep. It's not really like a anxiety ridden can't sleep. It's just kind of that my sleep schedule is a little bit strange now. Uh, so like I work during the day, but now I'm working from home, and my hours are a little bit later than what the typical workday. Uh, usually entails, so I now tend to kind of just get off of work and go to sleep, and then, I don't know, it's wild. So, anyway, I am here at 2.05 a.m., and I am going to bring you the second episode that I'm going to release this week, and I kind of went back and forth with deciding uh when to release or if I should do two in one week, but I chose to do that because I felt that both of the perspectives that I received uh today, well yesterday I guess now, in these interviews were I I just felt very connected to both. So I felt that in the nature of us all being Cooped up at home and needing maybe some extra content, I would release two this week. Uh, so this one, I am sitting down with Olivia via Skype, and I have just—I've just really this is my meeting her. Um, so I was really touched that she felt comfortable enough to open up to me about the things. She's experiencing excuse me, and she was really very open with with her life, and it was very touching to me honestly and uh she she worked as you'll find out she works for target uh and so there's always really you know there's some complicated feelings, and well, I'll let you just experience it for yourself this is how we get by I hope you enjoy the show ooh uh one other thing I tried to record this episode a little bit differently I think the quality's a bit better but uh, we' we'll see so fingers crossed enjoy the show and I are um, talking with one another, so it's certainly nice to meet you. Uh, It's nice
1: to meet you.
0: And so do you wanna tell us a little
1: bit about yourself? Okay, Uh, my name, just like Monica said, my name is Olivia. Um, I am a LGBTQ artist, local artist in the area. Uh, I am also part of the Queer NEPA Art Committee Board as well. Oh, cool. Um, that's some fun facts.
0: <laughs> that is cool. So yeah, I um I just had a uh, queer N E P A like had one of my poems and uh, oh. page because they've been sharing things uh, throughout the quarantine, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm working on actually a video of how to keep busy while doing while in the quarantine. Actually, oh
0: cool. <laughs> well, I look forward to that, and I'll share the link to the page so people can see that. Um. But yeah, so you wanna, yeah, so you said you do um, some kind of art. It's like, so what kind of art do you do?
1: So I pretty much dabble in traditional. So I do a lot of watercolor, mixed media, oil painting. I've been dabbling more into digital art, which is digital painting on Procreate, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm always pushing myself to more and more limits. So it's really enjoyable. <laughs> I always feel like I there's always more that I could possibly be learning out there. Yeah, I'm never done.
0: <laughs> see, and that's so funny because like I I feel like I um first of all I love the uh, the digital things that people are coming out with. It's amazing as an artist just to see that because it's just different, you know. It is like it's an own art form. But me, I'm like such a like brat in some ways that. I'm, like, tr- so traditional that I'm, like, we shouldn't be doing this with electronics, which is... Oh,
1: I totally get that. I totally get that. But here's the really cool thing about digital painting yeah. is that you can do time-lapse, and you can actually go through the process of the artist's mind, too. Yeah. So you can I... see everything that's going on and, like, how they've changed things and made mistakes and went back and forth. It's great, though.
0: Oh, that is really cool. And, they, and I have to say, though, um, I see things, like, I'm, like, it's so cool, the things that people create with it. It really is awesome. So it's, like, one of those things where that's, like, my own little <laughs> hurdle that I think I need to get over. Um, sometimes I feel like the uh, like the old woman who, like, is afraid of technology. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. I
1: used to feel the same, though. I used yeah. to be the same thing where I'm like, you know, either I'm going to go digital or I'm going to go traditional. I'm like, no, I know traditional. Digital wasn't a thing when I was going through high school. It, and then it started slowly becoming a thing. And I'm like, I need to learn.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's cool, though, that you did learn. So that's awesome. I look forward to checking that out. So do you have any um, you know, mental health struggles or things that you've overcome in your life regarding mental health?
1: Um, so... I mean, I deal with enough day-to-day. I think my, um, as for, like, mental health issues, like, I I have depression, I have anxiety. Um, I tried medication, and it did not go well for me. Okay. Um, It made me more suicidal than anything, and it could have just been, like, maybe I just needed to have them redo... Uh, what medication I needed to be on, um, but I didn't like the way it made me feel. Um, it, like you see me all happy and smiley, and yeah. this is who I am. Um, think of that as just like looking in my eyes and just seeing a shell of a person. Like there was nothing. There was no life. There was nothing whatsoever. Yeah.
0: Wants um, to live like that.
1: And I wa I did I was talking with a therapist, but like my parents kind of just pulled me from it um, which is whatever, um, I'm more of a talker, I'd rather talk about it than just hold everything in, and I've just come more into, like, realization myself that, like, Mm -hmm. even I'm, like, struggling with, like, the, like, the, um, with my own stuff and, like, the things that have happened in the past, and how difficult it is to actually talk to those individuals about that, it's because those individuals themselves have, like, really gaslighted me to the point where, like, I don't even think I owe them that.
0: Yes, yeah. (laughs) So, like, with the gaslighting, though, I see, like, in my head, uh, when that tends to happen, then I question my own reality, and having, like, that having happened again and again in time, it starts to make you, like, like I just get to the point where like you said like I'm not even gonna bring it up it's not worth it or like I'm like I get like I've gotten to the point where I'm like I can't even like understand my reality anymore because it's like so I totally relate to that um yeah.
1: unfortunately it's a lot of like family members doing that so and like I just moved back in with my dad <laughs> yeah. and I don't get along with my brother so and that's why I am now on my phone doing Skype with you. I was going to be on my tablet, but he decided to be petty and uh, not be Wi-Fi, so it's great.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Are you okay to do this still?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm fine. It's whatever uh, it is.
0: <laughs> but that's – yeah, so that's um that's difficult then. And so, okay, so first we'll do – with like, so with the medicine, I wanted to say – that, like you said in um, at one point that you know you tried to use it and then you didn't like it, like the way it feels. And I just wanted to like really highlight what you said because I think there's like a really big empathy piece that we could talk about here because I think a lot of people uh, tend to act like if you don't try medicine then you're not trying. Like, it's, like, and then, like, if you, like, you're supposed to just struggle through finding all these other medications. And it's, like, you said, like, at one point, you're, like, well, maybe I could have tried. Well, yeah, but you already had one experience where, like, it was fucking shitty. So, like, why would you want to keep repeating that, you know?
1: And it, like, it stopped me from doing, like, actually creating. So, like, for me being a person who's a creative individual myself, like, actually taking medication really hindered that. Yeah. Whereas, like... Everybody is different, so everybody's going to react to things differently, and whatever they find that works best for them, that's awesome. It's not going to work for this a different individual. They're going to have to find their own way to go through it, but for me, myself, it's just it made, I didn't feel complete. I felt very empty. I felt very, like, isolated. It, like, it was just a struggle just to, like, wake up every single day to have to take the medication and not want to actually kill myself. Yeah. So, like, and it's like, well, I can't even express it in art because that's hindering me, too. Yeah. So, like, what do I do? Like. (laughs) It's so
0: tough. So, so have you found ways to kind of, um, like, I know you're, you're so the situation now, I'm going to get to that, you know, in a minute, like, with the whole quarantine. Because I kind of want to ask you a little bit about that at least. But, like, have you found in your life, uh, besides the quarantine, like, ways to kind of handle, like, the, um like, the mental health, like, the depression and the anxiety?
1: Uh, for me, I try to keep busy. Yeah. um, And, like... I do have a close-knit group of friends that I know that I can actually talk to, which I'm very grateful for. So I apologize if I do tear up. <laughs> um, okay. But, um, <laughs> so a lot of it is, like, you know, actually, like, trying to keep busy with art, putting what I'm feeling into art um, and what I actually do, which, like, when I paint or when I draw, when I do anything of that sort, like, I love human anatomy so I really have a tendency to draw a lot of people and expressing like with their movements and what I want to do so like that I'm putting a lot of like my actual focus and energy on that and trying to like show people like these are the feelings that I'm actually having at this point um so maybe they either are gonna see the same thing that I'm seeing or they're gonna get their own feeling and maybe that'll help resolve whatever they're going through yeah um but, like, what I do for my own, um, just to keep myself sane, is that I try to talk to my friends. Um, I'm, it's, it's not always as easy, but I do have a good group that at least, like, is very, like, supportive of me, which is really awesome. I do try to keep up with, like, working out, because that'll actually kind of keep myself a little bit more calm. Yeah. Um, but I try to keep myself busy at, like, work, but with quarantine... I i'm on that i'm on a 30-day leave so
0: <laughs> yeah so do you want to um do you feel like comfortable telling me a little bit about the course situation uh, so, um
1: that's okay uh, i am asthmatic and i also have copd okay. um due to that so i am, and because i work in retail i work at target um
0: at uh, target okay
1: yeah so I'm in their electronic department and I was really worried about all of this. I stayed as long as I possibly could until basically my team members who are very caring and I really do appreciate them they were just like you're going on leave yeah they didn't really get much of a choice they were just like there I said that I was going to wait till about ten cases were positive here because everybody like with electronics with this whole quarantine everybody wants to buy yeah everybody needs keep themselves busy, and I totally get that. Yeah. They need entertainment, they need game systems, they need TVs, they need all of that. A lot of people who were being sent home to work, they needed cable cords, um, and they're coughing and hacking. Uh, where my department is, we they also have um, like setting up cell phones for people. It's through a different company, they still work for Target, but they're setting up cell phones for individuals, and a lot of those individuals are elderly. Yeah. So they're coughing and hacking. And I just could not risk that because they're taking their icky, dirty, nasty hankies and they're wiping down product. They're having me like, hey, can you put minutes on my phone? I'm like, I'm not touching your phone.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then they're getting hostile towards me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but everything that's going on right now, I can't.
0: Right. Yeah. So you, okay. So you had, uh, you have an underlying symptom. so. How? What? Like, when did you like? When did you first kind of realize maybe that this was gonna be like an issue? Like, what? Like, did you have like a moment where you're like, oh, like this is serious now? Like,
1: (laughs) um, being that my parents are all in the medical field, they're all nurses. I know when it ends up being like when they get something gross, they don't want to come in contact with me. And being that my immune system's already kind of shot, and that like. When I get sick, it's doubly more so worse because of being asthmatic. It's almost like everything just comes back and results right to the chest. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's a
0: concern. Yeah, that's a concern. Right now, that's I mean, that's always a concern, but that's a really a concern. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, we were constantly, like, when I was working, I was cleaning everything on the hour because that's what they were having us do, so, like, sometimes it would really interfere with me putting out product, yeah. but I got stuff. My, the department that I work in is literally, essentially, like, think of an aquarium and a touch tank. Everybody wants to touch electronics. Yeah. yeah. And they're not using gloves, not that I'm saying that they should use gloves, because they're just going to spread the disease all over the place. And I know. Carrying. Yeah. Just wash your hands, but, like, parents are allowing their kids to touch things yeah yeah like we can't I work right across from toys everybody's yeah. playing with the sporting equipment and they're bouncing everything all over the place they're sneezing on that stuff they don't clean yeah. that stuff we
0: can't I know. So. I know it's so it's so difficult because it's like for me too I often like I think um like I don't know, it's like you don't you just don't know who like you don't know who's coming into the store that's been in New York over the weekend or like how many people they've been exposed to and so there's that and like um it's definitely like I feel um you could feel the energy like in those places, like in stores right now, like just like so stressful.
1: They're constantly they. I from what I've heard that there is a constant reminder six feet away that they have on the intercoms now at Target, and I'm just like, oh, that's it's
0: so weird. Yeah. So so then when you okay, so when this started happening, and like luckily, like it's probably a really great thing that you have like like parents that are in that field because I my stepmom's a nurse, and so she also kind of was able to explain to me like why it was such a big deal um which gave me a little bit of insight that i feel like i may not have had um and therefore like i was able to take maybe precautions a little bit sooner um but so what how did you wind up, like how'd you make the decision to like leave go on leave and stuff like where you, did you kind of struggle with that
1: um i already knew that there was a few other coworkers that were going on leave one a lot a few of them are older as well but um one of them was actually pregnant too so she's just like, look, at I'm taking my leave. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'll do the best I can. Like, I mean, yes, I am asthmatic and I have COPD. I really try not to, like, let, like, people didn't really know until I actually told them. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, I do. I just don't let it, af- I try not to let it affect me at work. Yeah. And if I start having an attack because, like, I'm hustling and bustling and moving TVs into people's cars, I do try not to show them that I'm weak because that'll just allow them to like baby me. And I don't like that yeah. one bit. Um, I mean, uh, with that going on with knowing that this is like basically like a scarier rendition of the flu
0: Yeah
1: itself. And like being that like, I can't have the flu vaccine. I don't really. And when I do get the flu, it hurts a lot. Yeah. yeah. Really be want to have this i was just like okay well i really do need to be a little bit more cautious i'll wait Ho- like hopefully there won't be a lot of cases there was 10 as soon as i saw that a coworker, like actually one of the team leads was asking like hey i'm concerned about another team member they've been calling off and i know that they have asthma do you have their contact info and we'll have them take the leave i'm like okay i go would you guys be upset if i took leave If it comes down to the point where there's only, if there's like, I'm just saying I'm giving myself 10 cases. They're like, no, no, we would want you to be safe. And I'm like, okay. I go, I am a little concerned, but I'm just letting you know that that it is a possibility that I would probably potentially be taking leave. And it's, it's upsetting because it's like there's only four people in my department to begin with. One person's already out sick. Other people were already calling off. I was coming in and trying to take other shifts to help just keep us afloat yeah. and another person's just like i'm only staying for my designated hours that's it i'm not taking any other any yeah. more or any less so like already going down two people that leaves already two maybe potentially one so they're having other people in the department uh, like in the store running the department that might not necessarily know everything and i feel bad
0: yeah well that of mind <laughs> i know i know You know, I've heard this, though. I've heard this same thing from other people. Like, I've heard of, like, a nurse friend of mine being out because she had to get a surgery. And, like, she is so unrelated to that. But it's, like, she's out now, and she feels guilty, you know? So, like, I get that, like, mentality. And it is hard because it's, like, you're leaving, you know, like, the... uh, You know, like, what your coworkers are going through. So, like, you don't want to do that, but... Um, it's just also like, and I, and I think that is like, honestly, I think that's like the hard component of all of it is just like, we all feel bad, but we all have to protect ourselves. Pretty
1: and, much, yeah. yeah. Like, I, when they were just like, we're putting you on leave, and I was just like, oh, oh, okay. They're like, no, no, we're, there's 10 cases, there's going to be more, you're already done. Bye, have a good one, we'll see you in 30. like.
0: Well, that's, like, I mean, that's good, though, you know, because there's not, like, not everybody's company is like that. So that's, yeah, like, no.
1: that,
0: that they are treating it seriously. So do you feel, like, better now, like, not being at the store? Or, like, how does it feel now for you? Uh,
1: Being not at the store, Um, I mean, certainly I have lots of free time. Yeah. And I'm just trying to uh, unpack some things because I'm still packed in a way, and still yeah. trying to kind of get like my rooms situated to where I want them to be. But at the same time, um, like I really want to go back.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: because i I know that I know that it's difficult at the same time,
0: yeah. Like, for the other people, like, what do you mean?
1: Yeah, like, I, for me, like, that's just something, like, I don't like burdening people with, like, my work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, So, like, that, in a sense, like, I do feel guilty, but I feel better that knowing that I'll be safe at least for, until, like, the middle of April. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And hopefully that this will all blow over, I'm really hoping.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, we do have to stay hopeful and think there's something to be said about that. So I think it's good. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, I think it's like, it's just difficult because if you were there, you know, I look at it this way. Like, if you were in that store, you may have been out anyway because at this point you may have, like, already contracted it and then have had to, like, be out for however long anyway. So. Better this way, in my opinion. But I do understand, and that's like very noble of you to like have that attitude. Like you want to be there to help your fellow coworkers. Like
1: that's. I mean, attitude. it it is really hot working under a a ninety five mask, yeah. um, and having to constantly switch out gloves. I mean, I already had the mask to, with me to begin with. Um, and like, I asked my mom, I'm like, do you have a box of gloves that I can actually like have? Because yeah. like, they have latex gloves at work. Like, I can't have that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And she's just like, no, oh, here you go. So it was my own box of gloves that I was able to like, at least stash away where I needed them so I could constantly clean, take them off, re- redo everything. Like, so when was your last like constantly day? like having to change stuff.
0: Yeah. So when was your last day?
1: Uh my last day was actually this past Monday.
0: Okay. And then so
1: Yeah, I've been off since Tuesday.
0: Okay. This... So up until then, like how is it in the store? Like
1: Um It was kind of hectic. People were like they haven't been able to keep water on the shelves. Um toilet paper, none. Uh paper towels, none. Um, food left and right, had, like, milk and such, gone. As as if it's going to be, like, a snowstorm, that's how it's treating it, but, like, I get it. Like, the, pre- pretty much, if you think of it, eggs, milk, and bread, always gone. Yeah. So, um, but, cases of water, gone. They were limiting a lot of people. Lysol, anything that was Clorox, anything that was an antibacterial, was gone. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, like, it, we weren't even, like... We, the store itself, couldn't even have enough of that for our departments. Oh, wow. So, and even when I was leaving, like, they started separating even, like, the tables to be six feet apart from people. Oh, wow. So that, like, when you were sitting down and eating on, like, your breaks or your lunches, like, you were pretty much, um, like, trying to be, like, in a way, like, quarantine, like, keep away. If you, people would ask you if you started coughing or sneeze, like anything, if you started coughing, you didn't look well, they're like, are you okay?
0: Yeah. And like, that's That's anxiety provoking. Like I had that, I'm working from home now, fortunately, but like I, before that, when this was all starting, it was like, I would sneeze and that, that would be it. But then you're in your mind, like, I don't know. Am I getting sick? Like, (laughs) like, I don't
1: know. (laughs) Well, it doesn't help either that, like, this is the time of year where it is cold and flu season. Yeah. And so people are going to get sniffles. We've had this drastic weather change. It's been going hot and then cold and then hot and then damp and then cold and then it keeps changing and going over again and again. And people are going to get sick. It's called allergies. Yeah, I know. And, and I and got like, it is, that. It is, a little, it is a little anxiety, but, like, at the same time, it's like, okay, I just need to, like, stop for a second it could be something else but I also need to be cautious at the same time
0: yes I okay yes so last week I was like sick with the flu I don't know what kind of flu it was I like all I know is that like I've had symptoms they overlapped with corona don't know like I quarantined just in case but like that is how it is though. Like it's like you don't know. Like I'm like I like I don't feel like this is a big deal, but like is it a big deal? You know? So like um personally like I can feel the anxiety in that and like then I felt like it was making my anxiety worse. So then like my anxiety then like any time I had anxiety then I'd be like, Oh, I can't breathe. Oh my god, this is like a symptom, like blah blah you know, and so like just not good like it was just like a mind and then I you know I started to feel better like normal and then I was just like okay like we're good but like it, it is like a roller coaster
1: I feel like I'm glad that you're feeling better I <laughs> I'm so with the flu that's rough my big thing was like not trying to touch my face
0: I know and I'm doing it like this whole time I do it all. the and-
1: um, I mean, other than me being in the house and just washing my hands and like my hands are just like drying up, like well, even when I was at work, like using the chemicals, like that's why I had to use gloves. Cause it's like, I'm like, it's eating up at my hands <laughs> I... and I don't use these chemicals at my own home. So yeah, <laughs> gloves, yeah. <laughs> but like trying not to touch my face and like being that, like I run around a lot of the time, um, Taking people's TVs out to their cars, doing like trying to find stuff for people, high and low. I get stopped in other departments to help too, and that's totally fine. Um, But like, I'm constantly sweating, so like, I'm constantly like trying to like brush it off and do all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Trying not to do that was very difficult. Uh, With my anxiety, I bite my nails. It it's a thing. I've just haven't been doing that. I'm like, oh. I'm not even going to touch my hands. It's fine. That's Um,
0: that's a hard thing to, like, break. It is hard. And especially when, like, the world is, like, literally more anxious than normal. And you're, like, one crutch is, like, no.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I... I've had a I have had to hide behind a register just so I could breathe for a second with the amount of people like coming in and just constantly asking for questions. And, like constantly asking for things and I'm like, I have none of it. I've yeah. got none.
0: I know. I know and like honestly like the the panic almost of it and like they're looking to you for the answers and like you're like, I, I'm just a human just like you are, dude. Like <laughs> I like didn't really expect any of this, you know? So
1: they're just like, are you expecting any more shipments? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Our trucks keep getting small. Like, when I was still working there before this all happened, well, while this was going on, I'm like, I've got smaller and smaller trucks. I've got nothing. Yeah. You know, like, I'm trying to get the product out as fast as I can and clean all at the same time.
0: And also, like, answer this same question for your people all day, every day, and like, people aren't even being nice about it. I'm sure. So, like, it's.
1: I've too- got a lot of. I've got a lot of people who are very kind, and I also got a lot of people who are very sour, and that totally happens. They're frustrated too, and they try not to take your, their frustrations out on you, but they do. Uh, yeah. Sad thing.
0: Yeah, so so now, okay, so now you're home, so what? what's the kind of mental health component of being home quarantined and also, you know, having depression and anxiety?
1: Uh, it's kind of, like, upsetting because I feel like I'm just cramping everybody's style.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I don't know, it's just it is what it is. I'm just trying to take it. Like I try to keep myself busy by either like reading or just doing art or just watching a movie. But even that kind of puts me in like that depressive like state where like, okay, well, I mean, like I said that my parents were nurses. So like my dad will, I try it now with him going back to work. He was actually, he just had surgery um, and he was off for like two weeks And now he's back to working, and it's like, okay, well, now you need to wash your clothes. Now you need to do all that type of stuff and, like, try to stay away from me. But even prior to that, like, happening and me just moving back in, it's been almost kind of like him just, like, keeping his distance from me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's
1: just, like, kind of, like, where I I feel like I'm, like, not wanted. Like, I'm, like, good enough to talk to, almost.
0: Right. Yeah, and so I was thinking earlier you had mentioned um like suicidal stuff, and so I don't like um I mean that's something I've like struggled with personally like just if I get I have I've had bouts of depression and I will get to um like places where like that is very much like what I will think and I uh, get to the point where I think. Like, it would just be easier, like, for everybody, like, if I'm just not here. And, like, I will say that, like, I, hands down, and, like, this is from the bottom of my heart, like, I think anybody who has, like, a thought like that and gets to, like, every single day, like, I honestly think that's like, those are the real heroes in my book. Um, Because it's just, like, life is hard enough, like, as it is. And then you have your own grain that you have to, like, fight with, like, every day. Um, so I wish that had, like,
1: <laughs> It's a constant, like, trust me, I, I can't tell you how many times I think of uh, the thought of, like, uh, I know nobody would probably miss me. And that's a constant. <laughs> but at the same time, um, it's almost, it's weird to say it, but, like, I try to be the happiest depressed person there is, (laughs) and I try not to show it to many people, Yeah, Um, but I always, um, it's interesting because when you go through depression, you go through anxiety, and a lot of those people, like, I know myself, like, I can look into somebody's eyes and I know that they're going through something but they're going to sit there and bullshit it with me and I'm like I know you're going through something you don't need to hide it because I'm there too yeah and and it's like you know but I I try to mask that myself because I don't always want people to try to break me down yeah then break my walls down for them at my own pace yeah but (laughs) I'm trying to be better about that too
0: No, I totally relate to that, because I'm, like, always the one, like, asking the questions, and I'm, like, very, like, deflective, so, like, then I can be, like, really, like, flighty and cagey, like, if people try to, but I'm, like, no, like, at my own, but in the same note, like, I'm always trying to get people to be like that, too, so it's, like, kind of a mind fuck, so I get that.
1: Like, like I try to just be, I try to put a lot of it into being silly and funny, because that's just my personality, is that I'm just, like, a, I'm just... That's the type of person I am.
0: Yeah,
1: I try to crack jokes, puns, you name it. It's there. I try to be goofy. I try to have fun. Um, you know, I I try not to break down because I don't. I don't like crying in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm like famous. Like I like at work. I feel like some. Like I just because I have panic attacks sometimes. So it's just like it is what it is and everyone's like would you get up and go to the bathroom I'm like no I have a public bathroom like at work like it's like that's not gonna help anything like I just try to sit at my desk and just like do the best that I can like and but it it happens
1: like I deal with a lot of like I've dealt with like other jobs and this job like a lot of stressful things and I do very well under pressure but at the same time once it keeps like pouring over more and more and more and more that it like it starts building up to the point where it's just like okay I need to cry for five minutes in my car and figure my shit
0: out yeah and then you feel better I mean I usually feel better after
1: because I have that mentality of nobody else is going to do it for me
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and I yeah. can't rely on everybody all the time yeah so but that's just how I am as a person yeah
0: <laughs> absolutely and I like there are times where I will take like weekends and I'll just kind of like cry it out for a weekend and like that is what it is but then it's my time to like heal from whatever I have to heal from and then that is like when you're having thoughts like sad thoughts and you have to keep fighting them and that's like sometimes what you need to do you know um but I will I do really want to make sure I tell you this that like I think that, like, you have, like, if you were, like, first of all, if you were, like, on my team, like, at work, like, oh, my God. Like, I really, I really feel, like, deep in my soul that there are, like, a lot of people out there that look at you and they're just, like, wow. Like, this girl's amazing. So, I know that, like, our brains, like, don't, like, and I'm not going to fight with you and I'm not going to even, I don't want to even make you feel bad about having those thoughts because, like, I have them, too, and I think they're, like, just, like, a side effect of a fucked-up society. But I think that, um, you know, I think that you're really an awesome person. I'm sure a lot of people feel that, too. Well,
1: thank you very much. It's hard to accept compliments. Um, Uh (laughs) But that's also another thing that I think is part of how society is, or maybe just this area itself, where compliments are very, like... We don't know how to accept them. We could accept criticism well better than a compliment. Yes, but I am, I am getting better, so I appreciate appreciate yeah, that. I, okay. I, w- I would probably absolutely adore you on my team.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I'm thinking that it's hard. Like I mean, that's the thing is like everyone is so under pressure and so like. Us like I mean I work at a bank so it's like working from home and um, and then
1: you know that's I been really- been there I've done that I have done the credit union life I won't ever go back to it.
0: <laughs> it's, um, I'm not going to say too much on the podcast, but yeah, it's it's rough, and I will say that I, yeah, especially now in these times, it's a, definitely an interesting time to be like in banking.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I- imagine
0: so well so aside from all of this um craziness I was wondering how you um like how you with your art um like how you like you see like a link between like mental health and art like whether it could be anything like it could just be the way that like our brains kind of work or like I don't know
1: (laughs) I I think a I do see a lot of connections with that. Yeah. Um, it allows somebody to, you know, it allows them to vent in a different light. Yeah. So instead of like, maybe they don't want to talk to a person, maybe they don't want to take medication, but another outlet besides maybe going for a walk or writing would be art. Yeah. And if that's what, they, if that's what they're more comfortable with doing, go for it. That's yeah. what I do. That's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy that, and I enjoy writing, so that's what I try to keep myself, like, I try to cope right there.
0: Yeah. And you, you said you had ideas, didn't you say you had ideas for, like, people at home, like, what they can be doing?
1: Um, well, I want to come up with ideas for what people can be doing. Um, so, like, what I was going to be doing for Queer and EPA, and, like, being silly was more so, like... Um, I'm also a le- local drag king. So I've been doing that for a really long time. So it would be I was trying to find a little bit more of the humor and like, Oh, we'll decorate your face, have fun, like be silly yeah. about it. Take a bubble bath, like that type of stuff, but like dressed up in my drag self for people just to sit oh, there. And this look at is
0: that. So, cool. so you're so you're a drag king. So you're the opposite of a drag queen that
1: day. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Oh, boy, that's so interesting. I don't know if I've ever really, like, met a drag king.
1: Hi, I'm your first one.
0: <laughs> so, you, you want to, like, tell me a little bit about that? Like, um, just, like, that as an art form and, like, how that helps you and whatever?
1: <laughs> it definitely helps. Oh, it has led to some depression and anxiety, but it also has helped it as well. It's more so, like, it's helped me gain confidence in actually, like, um, being on a stage and performing, it allows me to be somebody I'm not. So I really do enjoy that type of art form. It definitely has, um, so when I say I've done it for a really long time, I, uh, started performing back in like 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. So, um, there weren't, there were very little Kings in the area. If they were in the area, it might've been one other one, but a lot of the people who would actually perform, um, they were in from like Binghamton or Syracuse, that type of stuff too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it was a lot of like, it was very little in the King knowledge. Um, so the ideas of what being a drag King was back then versus how it is now, I enjoy how more how it's become a little bit more fluid and uh-huh. that you could have more fun with it. Um, So, like, I enjoy showing a feminine masculine side myself because I have longer hair. Um, Sometimes I put it up in a pompadour. Sometimes I don't, and I have it down. Sometimes I do the man bun. It all depends. I've done it to the point where I look like Jonathan Van Ness. I try (laughs) to have a little fun with it. Um, But... um, it definitely is an art form it I mean I know myself I like to draw up a lot of my own ideas too for what I'm going to do how I want the costumes to look and I try to go from there so it allows me to be very creative in all facets so
0: really cool. uh, <laughs> I that too and so when you're on stage like what do you do like how does that so, work Uh,
1: pretty much like for kings and queens and um, also uh, non-binary performers um people can do comedy they can sing live they but a a majority of it is lip-syncing so that's what I do a lot of so I'll pick a song that I really like some people have mixes sometimes it's just one song itself that's just like the whole number um but it's just you know usually like the show that you're performing sometimes there's a theme sometimes there's not um totally what you want to do that's
0: so cool so I, love- I really <laughs> yeah that's awesome so uh, I'm assuming during the quarantine there are no shows
1: uh there are a lot of live shows that people are doing on like Instagram <laughs> I know Landon Cider is going to be doing one um, I know some of our local people I know um my drag son uh justice uh twist valentine and there's also Seth Usual. They're doing a quarantine baking show. That's so of cool. sorts. Um, There's a lot of, like, the uh, I've seen a lot of, like, Philly Queens are doing, um, like, quarantine like videos, like, live, which is really cool. And they they uh, show their Venmos if you want to donate. So, like, they're really trying to keep people entertained. They're trying not to, they're trying to, like, keep people kind of sane because you're like you're literally going from this is what you do every weekend to you're not doing anything
0: right Right. so
1: they're trying to keep some sort of like um, uh, fun happening at least while in a safe manner
0: yeah and I have to be honest like I so a lot of the musicians the local musicians and stuff are doing that um and I feel like I mean I'm kind of getting used to the quarantine life, so to speak, now, but, like, I um, I feel like for the first, like, week and a half, like, whenever I would watch these live videos, I really did feel like I was, like, with people, which was so nice, and then I know that there would be a moment where it would be over, and then I'd, like, be back in my apartment and be like, <gasps> like oh my God, they're gone now. Like, where, like, I know it's so sad. Like, I'm just like, where are they? Like, and then it was just, it was such a weird, like, almost childlike reaction, you know? But like, I think it's so important the way that people are doing that because it does kind of make you feel like you're hanging out with people in some way. So Mm -hmm. And I do want to. I'm curious, but you don't have to give the answer if you don't want. But like, do you do this? Like, where do you? Where are the shows?
1: Um, like the actual shows when there's no quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, pending on like where you're from, um, I know in the Wilkes Barre area there is heat. Oh
0: uh, yeah, I've seen basically. that. Place. Yeah. So
1: I've performed at. I've performed at heat. Um, I used to perform at other places, but they're they've since then closed. Oh. like, years ago, um, yeah, like, Twit,
0: probably, right, like, I twi- used to go there, yeah,
1: yep, <laughs> hence why Oliver Twist, yeah, uh, yeah, I used to perform there for years until they, and then they closed, and I was like, oh, yeah. uh, Venture Lounge was another one that I performed at, um, there are some of the resorts, like the Pocono Resorts, will have shows occasionally, but they're, like, few and far between. Um, there are places in Philly, like, there is Taboo Lounge, there is a uh, voyeur nightclub, but there's so many nightclubs that you could possibly find that they have shows up and down. Um, so, and there are a lot of fun um <laughs> uh, there there's even like sometimes like i know with queer and epa like we try to do some um like benefit shows at the act out theater in dunmore uh, yeah dunmore and scranton area um but i know that they just shut their doors down to the quarantine um we try to do some like daytime drag shows at like other uh places that are more of a like Non-drinking daytime type of uh, events that all ages can go to that's as cool. well. Um, I know that this, all of this, is kind of like even like nipped our uh, um, our Pride series. We're not doing our Pride series until October, so that's another thing that's kind of happening. Just because we want to be s- safe than sorry. Yeah, you
0: have to. It's strange, yeah, yeah.
1: There's a possibility I might move. Like um. I just landed my first uh, solo gallery show for my art, and it's in June, but I'm hoping that it still goes on. If not, I'm going to have to move it, so...
0: Oh, Lord, I hope that it works.
1: I hope so, too, but if not, I will... Is that will, for First Friday? To, it's not a First Friday, no, actually, so I think, I, I think it's a Saturday is when I have mine.
0: Well, I'll get the details from you, but that's okay. cool. I'm happy to hear that. Um, Do you have any questions for me?
1: Well, uh, since we were like, you know, you were asking about like what uh, things that like you use to cope with when like you're dealing with your anxiety and or depression, like are there any shows that you resort to that like help you feel better or make you cry out even more? oh my lord
0: yeah so this is this is actually like a fun fact about me i am obsessed with the show boy meets world like (laughs) like to like an embarrassing degree and like i like to the point where like i've bought like probably three different sets of like the season so far because like i use the like them so much that either like the old, the first one I had like scratched out, but then like now it's just like they'll get lost sometimes. Like, I don't know what happens, but I watch that show. Like, if there if I have a heartbreak, like it's on. Like, I and it's funny <laughs> you bring this up because like I just got rid of like Netflix, like, um, oh. like two weeks to three weeks ago just because I was like you know what I'm gonna read more books and like of course that was like when life was normal so like now I could get it back but like I'm still trying to just like do that but it doesn't matter because I'm just like well I'm only gonna watch Boy Meets World now anyway so that's all I've been watching since this whole pandemic happened
1: (laughs) Oh, I feel that. I think everybody has their um, TV show that they really, like, latch onto, and they will watch, it doesn't matter, like, what season, they're just like, I just want to watch this episode, I want to watch this season, yeah. it's so good. Like, for me, it's Grey's Anatomy, and that's, like, such a roller coaster ride. I think Shonda Rhimes is, like, she's very sadistic, it hurts, but I love it, and I don't know why I torture myself, but it gets me through
0: things. I know. So they're still going. There's like season like 15. Yeah, they're
1: they they're on season something right now. They, they they are still going. I think they're signed on for another two. I don't know. I know that they're signed on for more.
0: I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I have not really watched Grey's Anatomy. Um, because I'm like, I'm a very empathetic person so like you sound like it too but like for me i'm just like i don't know if i can handle
1: this oh no i i put myself through that torture and i'm just like i just need to do this (laughs) i'll feel better somehow i don't know why but uh i'll just be like okay it's gonna be okay
0: (laughs) yeah it's therapeutic in a way and i read i will i I've spent afternoons reading quotes from the show. So there is something there, you know, like they have those like, those like lines that you're like, yeah, they get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. I love that question. I want to ask you, this is my final question for you. Um, but I wanted to ask you and I always ask people this, um, you know, what keeps you hanging on? So like when you're having these bad moments, like what, what, like, and it comes down to the wire and you're really feeling it, you know, what keeps you hanging on?
1: Um, I know in my heart that I'm here for a reason and a purpose, yeah. um, to like, what I want to do in life is that, I want to be able to teach at a university or college art. And I want to be able to give back to the queer students myself and be a teacher that I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I hang on. I know like, I know, you know, a little bit of like me being like asthmatic and talking about that type of stuff. But like, there was a point in my life when I was younger, right? I didn't make it, but I, I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. So it wasn't my time to go then. It wasn't my time to go during my a lot of my um, really horrible depressive ruts. It's not my time to go now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I hang on because I know that I am going to make a difference somehow.
0: I love that. Thank so. you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank
0: you for sharing <laughs> that. That is so powerful, really. Do you have anything else? Like do you have any other questions or anything you like to
1: add? Um I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay either way. It's just
1: been an enjoyable conversation.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm really glad that you like were willing to speak to me about this. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate really and I I've personally like on just speaking with people one on one, uh and some of my coworkers are working from home, but it's there's the family aspect of it, too. Like, you're now at home with your family, and sometimes that's not, like, ideal. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, that's like, it comes with its own set of challenges, like, that you can't even really escape it in ways that maybe you used to be able to. So I feel for you there. That's hard.
1: Well, is there, actually, I do have a question. Is there a place that you usually escape to, whether you're, besides being in quarantine, is there a place that you go to that you escape to that feels a little bit more, like, secure for yourself?
0: Yeah, um, I think, honestly, like, any time in nature, and, like, it's just, like, I, I feel like, sometimes it's hard for me to get myself there because I'll just get stuck on my couch and be like, wow, the effort that it's going to take to go to a park, um, I don't feel like even being alive, so why would I want to do that, you know? Um, but I think that really every single time that I've forced myself to kind of go out into nature and, um, I kind of have, like, a different, like, different spots, like, kind of all over, like, different parks that I like. Like, I'm a really big weirdo, so I love trees. Like, I, if you want to talk about, like, the a real tree hugger, like, I, like, definitely have hugged a tree before. Um, I, like, love them, and I can, like, pick some trees out and be like, "those that's a favorite tree of mine. So, sometimes I just, like, go and, like, sit by trees but i find them to be really like metaphorically therapeutic because they have like roots and they have to like like weather the storms and like they die each year and come back like i just think there's like so much symbolism there um and i think it like grounds me
1: so. awesome no so i have, totally understand that <laughs> yeah would do you um I I love nature myself. I try to... I like to be able to get outside, get, you know, take in some fresh air. Um, I've always, like, now that I'm back at my dad's house, being as a kid when I was here, um, I would always go up to the cemetery that was right behind his yard. So it'd be, like, up a little bit of ways, but I'm like, okay, like, that's the place I like to go just to calm myself and to relax and to get away. And, like, it is it's not necessarily morbid if you think of it in that way but if you think of like okay nobody's here like people are here yes but they're not going to judge me right I feel safe yeah and like with you talking about like the trees and like the roots it like it almost feels like they're just hugging you and you're just like okay I have some sort of, like some sort of sense of calmness here I'm okay, I'm safe. And, like, yeah, I've had my depressive moments where I've been thinking, like, maybe if I just strung up a rope right here in the cemetery, that would be perfect. But in the same sense, they're also calming.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think that there is, like, a like a quietness almost to cemeteries. And, like, not even, like, I, because there are many times that I've, like, walked around cemeteries. Like, I've lived in, like, different cities and stuff. And I, I feel like I feel it. I'm also stalling because I feel like there was like another thing that I wanted to. Uh... Oh, I wanted to say like I think you would be a really good teacher. <laughs> I do though. I really do. I mean that though, because just the way that you're able to express yourself and like, um, I don't know. I've I've certainly like learned a lot. So. Well,
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely truly appreciate it.
1: First, anytime.
0: Yeah. All, anytime. Right. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm gonna stop recording if you don't have anything else.
1: No, I'm good. This
0: week's recommendation is to take a step back, I guess when um, when you're in these so we all have to still go to the store for some things, whether it's you know medication or water or food. I mean, we can do our best to use things like Instacart and but at the bottom, the bottom line is that, you know, there's going to be human interaction. And we share a lot of memes and stuff on the Internet to say thank you for these workers that, quite frankly, have become essential overnight. I mean, I uh, I go to the dispensary and, yeah, they're... Um, the, the one is I'm just like I'm sorry like I I feel bad you guys have to be there he's like it's the first time I've been essential my entire life and um I, it was really funny and in great humor and um, but you know I I've had seen the stress of it and I felt the stress of it when I went to giant to pick up my groceries and at that point I was um having some type of flu-like symptoms so i really didn't want to go in the store uh so i thought you know i'll just get everything ahead of time and then get to the store and that'll be that but then i got there and you know they didn't have a lot of uh what i needed which i understood except there was no water and i needed water uh And I felt like at that point I was really feeling the stress because I, you know, and this was very early on, so it wasn't necessarily as structured where everybody's, like, on the same page and we're all doing the social distancing. Like, this was very early on and, uh, it was stressful because she's like, "There, there are some bottles, like, in the store, but, you know, it wasn't the one you selected online and, uh... In my mind, I was just, like, a little bit, like, you don't understand, like, what if I have something? Like, you know, like, I need that water, but, you know, it was, uh, I was really glad in that moment to have taken a step back, and I think we just all need to realize that if uh, some of these workers are, you know, in their best mood or they're, you know, struggling or they're short, Maybe just if we all collectively can have a little bit more of empathy to realize that they're going to remember these days for the rest of their lives. And if this episode alone didn't truly um, get that across, then, well, I mean, I'm happy either way with whatever got across, but I'm hopeful that we can all just take a moment now, I guess, to collectively thank the people who are now quite essential to our lives. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Despite all the craziness, we still managed to have a few good conversations. They certainly gave me some hope. If you have any ideas uh, for interviews or people you think that I should reach out to, please uh, send me an email at podcast at gmail.com or you can visit the Facebook page if you like or subscribe, where you follow podcasts and on social media, it can help other people find the show, uh, which in these times can be very comforting. A lot of us are feeling the intensity. If you would like to make a one-time donation to the show to, uh, you know, get help me get some better equipment. Now I have some different uh, things to look into doing this remotely. I would always appreciate that, but I also realize times are tough, so I'm not going to push that. And if you like the um, music at the beginning and the end of the episode, I certainly do. That is by Joe Burke. You can find his music on all um, platforms. I also recommend picking up a record. I've been listening to his vinyl this week, so that's pretty cool. And other than that, I think that's all I have. Have a great week, guys.